All right, titles, go. I'm going to start. Dr. Hugh, level luck. I'll sting you. An excessive amount of spoons. No wife banging. <laughs> nice helmet. Thanks a lot, Hugh. Soul draining. Looks better from the outside. Pants is a dirty word. Oof. All right, let's do this. Warning, what you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Drop the mic. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul, and let's turn this bitch on. Seriously. Uh, Corbs. And I'm Kev. What the hell? Are you, what are you nope. looking at? He's not here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pour one out for Hugh, only I'm not pouring this out. Well, not one of those, because he, he would take offense to that anyway. Um, so, guys, what's got you geeked? Who's going first? You are. You're talking. (laughs) All right. I'll go first. What's got me geeked? Well, uh, January 1st kicks off uh, a race that I've been following since I was in high school that very few people knew about way back then. A lot of people know about now. It's called the Dakar Rally. Uh, The name comes from the original race that used to go from, uh, it used to leave from Paris, France, and uh, end in Dakar, Senegal, which is down on the left coast of Africa. It's way down in Africa. Oh, okay. Um, 14 to 16 days worth of racing, over 9,000 kilometers, and it was one man, one machine, and your own navigational skills that got you through the desert. Um, the way it started, um, every year they lose a few, few racers and quite a few spectators, if there were spectators way back when, and as it, as it went on and, and on and, and uh, places get more and more populated and uh, manufacturing, manufacturers started to get into the racing. Um, we started seeing faster and faster vehicles and um, uh, more and more uh, dangerous things. Rules have changed over the years. The locations changed over the years. Haven't been in Africa since uh, 2007. They started, they started the race there in 2008, uh, got all the competitors there. And they said, nope, we had some people get shot at, so we're not going to have the race this year. They went to South America, where they were for quite a few years until I saw them down there. My very first Dakar rally back in 2019. Uh, Went down uh, Lima, Peru, and followed them all the way down to Arequipa. Uh, That was their last year in South America. And now they've been in in Saudi Arabia since then. Um, Yep. And uh, big, 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 big racing. the vehicles that you know of that you've seen on the street that have directly benefited by this sort of racing are the kind of motorcycles that I drive, which are dual sport motorcycles and vehicles like the, um, Volkswagen Touareg and, um, 
they have another SUV. Uh, Volkswagen also has or did have a 10-cylinder diesel engine that they used in both um, uh, Volkswagen vehicles and Audi. I don't know if you know Volkswagen owns Audi. Um, but that diesel engine was tested and developed in the Dakar. Um, many, many manufacturers, uh, Mazda, uh, BMW, uh, BMW, um, uh, the, the Mini that's four-wheel drive, uh, tested in the Dakar before it ever debuted on the on, on public streets. Um, obviously not the exact same vehicle. They modify them heavily for off-road racing. But um, like with any kind of racing, the technology that is pushed by the manufacturers in this race is what ends up in our vehicles and ends up being so highly advanced and so mechanically perfect and just wow. so, you know, it has, it has the ability to be powerful and reliable. Um, just it's a, it's a phenomenal thing to watch. The racers that do it are, are uh, something to behold. I had a chance to meet a few of them when I was down in Lima. Uh, Kathy and I were on our way down to Arequipa. Happened to stop at a gas station. Happened to stop at a gas station. I knew what was going on. I saw the bikes. I pulled in. I got some pictures and video with some of the racers, and I couldn't be happier. So uh, pretty big deal to me. Um, like I said, I've been following it for a long time. And uh, not, you know, we haven't had a lot of coverage here in the United States up until the last few years. Um, but, uh, but big, 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 big off-road race. They, they call it the hardest race in the world. Wow. So wow. following that right now, started, they kicked it off January 1st, and it'll be going until the middle of January. Awesome. Now, where do you do I'm assuming it's streaming online. So um, there's a couple ways you can get it. Um, if you can get Eurosport TV, some people can get it on some of their uh, uh, satellite TV channels. Um, you can watch it there. Um, if you are a, um, uh, well, I'm just, I'll just put it out there. If you run a BitTorrent server, you can actually download uh, copies of the uh, news, the, you know, the open news services. These aren't, these aren't like paid services. They can download, people record them and they upload them and you can download them. I watched them like that for many years. Red Bull is a big sponsor. Oh. So now Red Bull TV has them. Some of our local sporting channels, ESPN2, sometimes we'll have them uh, coverage. But right now, um, the internet and multimedia or uh, social media is the best place to get it. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, aforementioned Red Bull channel. So those are all, and the, the, the car, the car.com website. So nice. All, all places you can get coverage and uh, see how your favorite racers are doing. Awesome. Very cool. Yep. One, one, <laughs> Almost every year, because these cars that they build, these they call them cars or you know dune buggies and, and and trucks, big trucks and motorcycles, whatever. So these things they build are very very <laughs> customized, you know, custom frames, engines, the whole bit. The company that is doing the timekeeping this year provided the equipment for timekeeping, a uh, uh, Rebel Rebel X or Rebel, Rebellion, something like that. I haven't heard of them before. Their company president, this really sucks. Company president president put a car in the race this year burnt to the ground three days before the race started wow on a shake on a shakedown run that that's some shitty luck now he was okay right like yeah they got out okay um they showed the car burning but but think about it okay just think about this for a second saudi arabia so these guys come from europe 
They come from South America. They come from all over the world. They got to put these vehicles on boats, trains to get them there. It's a lot of money to build these yeah. vehicles and to get them there. And it's a production. Yeah. they burn down to the ground three days before the race starts. That sounds like some Dr. Hugh level luck right there. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Right on, on par with our uh, missing, uh, missing Mr. Hugh. Hold on. Let me jot that down. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that one. <laughs> wow. So this sounds like a really cool race. I might have to pop in and check some of that stuff out now. Yeah. I yeah, did not know fun. anything about it. You, when you said Dakar, I thought that was like that the cheap cologne from the the 90s that everybody was about. Yeah, you know, it's the, that name gets used and reused. And it's kind of surprising they're still using the name, considering the fact they haven't been in Africa, right. like I said, since 2008. 2007, officially, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they're taking it back. But. All right, Corbs. It's got you geeked, buddy. That's me. Um, for me, it was uh, it happened New Year's Eve. <laughs> okay. Um, so for Kelly's birthday, I bought her tickets to a comedian at Funny Bone. Nice. Um, it's a girl that we've seen. We saw just before COVID. During <gasps> the winter before COVID, she she used to come here to Funny Bone uh, Thanksgiving week. She used to come up, up on the Saturday Thanksgiving because she's from the girl we go see. She's from Syracuse, mm-hmm. born and raised in Syracuse. Her family's from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jessie Mae Paluzzo. Mm-hmm. She is my brother-in-law's neighbor's sister. They are close uh-huh. friends. Okay. <laughs> as soon as I saw well, you post sh- on Facebook, I was like, oh. Yeah. So we went and saw her. And she's hilarious. And, yes. Oh, she is fucking hysterical. So she her new her new thing is she's coming up here for New Year's every year. Oh, nice! So we're gonna go every year for for New Year's and see her. She's she's raunchy, but mm-hmm. she is freaking hysterical. I think I laugh. She's on stage for about forty five minutes. I think I laugh for forty five minutes straight. Nice. Yeah, That's she's cool. funny. She she incorporates you know stuff from Syracuse, her life experiences, and stuff like that, and. Uh, I've seen some good comedians before and she tops them all. Awesome. Yeah. I've she, heard great she, things. Yeah. Yeah. She, she is fantastic. If you, when she comes next year, if you get a chance to go, take the chance and go and see her. If you like raunchy comedy, she's very raunchy. She's very dirty. Um, what kind of girl? Yeah. She's, you know, she does, she does, she lets it all hang out. She'll rip on you in the crowd. You know, she talks and she she talks like you wouldn't expect a woman to talk like some of the stuff she says. But oh my god, dude, it is freaking hysterical. And then one of the guys she had opened for is also from the area, he's from Salve, and he was just as funny. So sometimes the, even the, the people that come before mm-hmm. are just as funny. Yeah. So this guy, he he was in an, he had a, he was in an accident and he's paralyzed on the left side of his body. And he incorporates that into the show. Like everything he talks oh, that's about. Perfect. Is, that's perfect. Everything he talks about is, you know, he was talking about looking for going out looking for a girlfriend and nobody can they can find the, the right guy. Stuff like that, you know, look on the right side was his was his big thing. You know, he's he's a motivational speaker and stuff like that too. But he was just as funny. We had such a great time. 
there. So, like I said, if you get a chance to, you can even she's she's got stuff up on YouTube. Jesse Jesse does. Um, What's your I'll, name? I'll, I'll send you the, the spelling of her name so you can include it in the notes. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure you probably know the spelling of her name if you're. So, but yeah, she is. She's just freaking hysterical. I like I said, it's two years. I've seen her two times now, and both times, and it's two different, completely different shows. Right. You know, so it's it's funny. I mean, she she'll talk about the same stuff. I mean, she like I said, she incorporates the stuff from Syracuse, which is nice, um, stuff like that. But man, I, I don't I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. So, what's her name? Jesse what? Jesse May Peluso. Check your text messages, Kevin. <laughs> that one. Right there. <laughs> got, got her on YouTube. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she, um, oh, she's funny as hell. Yeah. So I think it, it was just two of us that went. So we just kind of and I went. So I think, um, you know, that's going to be our thing for a buyer. That's cool. Tickets, tickets for, oh, she's, yeah. already, she's already said, she's like, just tickets for my birthday every year. You know, that, that, that'll do it. So, so nice. you, say, you say she's raunchy. Have you ever seen um, uh, Nikki Glazier? Yes, I've seen her on. Is, on uh, they're 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 similar. Uh, okay, okay, because I love Nikki's humor. So this is that would yeah. Be cool. Oh, yeah, did, did, Jesse's right up your alley. Awesome. So, so what are you thinking, Kevin? We're gonna crash his yearly New Year's Eve date now. Did you fuck yeah! I'm gonna sit on either side of him, dude. You know you, what? You, we're gonna sit with him, act like we're a gay couple. She'll fucking love it. She will. <laughs> you know, see. I wasn't going to bring it up on camera, but you just brought it up, and we we're sitting after the show. We we're sitting there. We we're sitting there, just the two of us. We we're sitting there waiting for everybody because you wait for everybody to leave. It's kind of it's a small little yep. theater. And she looked at me. and She goes, "You think Paul and Kristen would like to come?" And I was like, "Well, I know Paul would enjoy the show. I'm not sure if your wife would. I don't know how if she's got that." Okay. You would, yes. If you could actually get her to go out in the cold. We had a whole discussion about that earlier. Wasn't about, that cold? It wasn't that cold, really. Too that's true. New Year's Eve wasn't bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't too bad. So, but yeah, I mean, we can we can work something out. I mean, we can get we can get a bunch of people to go. They have big tables. You can sit eight at a table if you really wanted to. Fuck so, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if that's something you guys want to do. We'll we'll keep it up. We'll keep it up. It's such a great show. You can get some good food, some drinks, and yes. Yeah, so, and so. The, the tickets and the tickets are reasonably priced too. Yeah, it's not Bone. bad there. Funny Bone's yeah. great. Yeah, well, it was great pre-COVID. I haven't been there since. Actually, the it's last show, it's, it's not bad pre post-COVID either, or in the middle of COVID, <laughs> I guess you would say. COVID, COVID. <laughs> so it's, it's not too bad. Amidst. I mean, Amidst. Amidst. Yeah. Amidst. Yes. You know, prices are kind of a little up on the higher side. So, but I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, it cost us. I think we got. Uh, chicken tenders, quesadillas, and you get the soda that you can get refilled, and you get glasses at the end of the night. So the soda's a little more expensive. I think it costs us like 50, 50 or 60 bucks. Shit, I can just spend that at KFC. Right. I mean, I can go to McDonald's and spend that much money. I mean, it's, it's that's, not that. That's impressive if it's just you. I mean, I'm just saying. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, a Big Mac and a 20 piece. I mean, then you're done. Yeah, there's 60 bucks right there. Right. So. <laughs> Well, now now they're two for six, but it's Big Mac and a ten piece are two for six. So yes, nice. I do know this because I've been to McDonald's since it started. So, but yeah, it was it's a it's a great time, and uh, like I said, every year we're gonna. That's cool. As long as she as long as she keeps coming, we're gonna keep going. There you go. There you go. So, um, mine is also from New Year's Eve. We we didn't go out. I have children, so 
young children, I should say. Um, and you can lock so, them up, you know, we can buy cages for them. You know, I'm thinking I of mean, dogs, actually. I'm sorry. Never mind. The young ones figured out how to pick locks. That's all I got to say. Um, no, so we were, we were trying to come up with something cool to do, something chill. And they've been bugging me for a few weeks now because the new movie's out. They wanted to watch Ghostbusters. So we used New Year's Eve oh. as a chance to do a movie marathon. Oh. I made up some snacks. I had some BLT dip, some some uh, shrimp and cocktail sauce. <laughs> we'll get back to the shrimp in a second. Um, okay. And cheese crackers and pepperoni. And then we we streamed back to back Ghostbusters and then Ghostbusters 2. Oh. Wrapped up right around 1130s. You know, we had a little time to kill them. Did the ball drop and they all off went, went off to bed. Um so yeah, so I was out shopping the day before, um, getting all my supplies and stuff. I grabbed a couple bags of large shrimp, frozen shrimp, you know, you, you thaw it out, yeah. do your thing. Um, I'm getting it all ready. I dump it onto the plate, bring it into the living room, and uh, I hear- They're still moving. Well, no, they weren't still moving. But uh, I hear, did you buy raw shrimp? I said, why would I buy raw shrimp? She you says, are. come here. I walk in. I look at the tray and she goes, what color should those be? I go, I bought raw shrimp. <laughs> she goes, has anybody eaten any shrimp? <laughs> Oops. Actually, Nobody you can. You can I eat mean, it. You can. Nobody did. Nobody had eaten any yet. So she scooped it all up, cleaned the tray. She, she sautéed them up, cooked them up for us. No, we were good to go. Yeah. But no, I, I whiffed on the shrimp. <laughs> wow. So, but yeah, um, so we watched the, the two originals. Kids loved them. Loved them. A couple of the jokes went over their head, thankfully. Uh, remember the original Ghostbusters where um, Dan Aykroyd gets the, the ghost, ghost. ghostly blowjob? Yeah. Um, they had no idea what was going on with that, thankfully. Even as Kevin. <laughs> right. Uh, but now they're super psyched for Afterlife. So. That's that's oh. next. That's probably going to be this coming weekend. We'll finally get to screen that because I own it on Vudu. I, I bought the package deal. I got the two originals and basically a pre-order of that one. Nice. It came out on the 4th. We just haven't had a chance yet. So that's coming soon. Super excited about that. Um, I definitely want to see it. It looks like it's a great movie. I keep hearing really good things. So do I. So, so yeah. do I. Actually, um, Kelly and her son wanted to go see it. But my son didn't want to, didn't want to see. It. He wanted to wait for it to come out on. He's still iffy about sitting in the theater. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! He wanted to go sit in the theater to see Spider Man. Oh, that's right. That's right. And you I took him to see Spider-Man. that. That and that that we saw it on the twenty sixth. So what? Two weeks after it came out, and that place was still a fucking zoo. I believe it. So I mean, the girl never that fucking movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I there I can hear see what they're talking about doing another uh, Garfield. Yes. I mean, he was good in that. So was Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. I could see them both spinning I, off I can, and finishing I, I up can, their series. I can yep. see the movies coming back around. I can see the, the the whole, basically the whole multiverse thing with this the, the three of them. Yeah, you know that could be very having, cool. having them in, in intertwined in all three movies type of thing. I can see that. I can see that happening. Yeah, but if it happens, it's a different story. So you're right. But, a lot yeah. of moving parts on that one. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. So, guys, uh, 
What what are you playing? Anybody playing any video games? Mobile games? Anything like that? I'm playing still playing that family island game. <laughs> still collecting your spoons? Trying to I'm trying to get there. I got I got I gotta get to level 20. I'm at level level 19. <laughs> and, what, and we only what we did we recorded last week and I started playing it last week. So in a week I've gone I've gone from level one to level nineteen and um almost three quarters of the way to level twenty. So by hopefully by the end of this weekend, I will be at level twenty, and I'll get my eleven thousand two hundred spoons. Yes, yeah. your right. your excessive amount of spoons. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> All Listen, right. I've been I've been playing it. I mean, I have other games that I play on my phone, but that's the, the one I've been. That's the central theme. Yeah, right I've been now. hammering that one. So each in all my games, you've kind of kind of got to win every day. Yeah. Keep getting like the bonuses and stuff like that. So I hate you and play. What's that? I hate those. Yeah, <laughs> freaking suck you in. Yeah, well, and that's they do. That's that's the reason why I've been playing that, that cooking game. I've had that cooking game on, on my phone for God knows how. I think three, four years now. Oh wow! I mean, I, st- I stopped playing it for a while, and then when mm-hmm. I switched phones. I didn't save everything to the cloud, so I lost it all. I had to restart all over again. Yeah, so I was like, "That well, that sucks." So I spent the last I spent the last year and a half going back through it. So eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, you know, I have one like that. I um, the um, Fallout Shelter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. One that I just you guys go in every before. once in a while and poke at it, and yep. and I forget about it for weeks and weeks and weeks or months. It just sits yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. I got like three or four games that I got to go in. I got my casino game that I got to go in every day and get my free spins and stuff like that. But I got that one. There's that one, the cooking game I got to do every day. And then I play um, Homescapes. Kelly got me into that one. So nice. So, but yeah, I've got my go handful of ones that I do too. The yeah. same ones. Uh, they're mostly either Marvel themed or um, Star Wars themed stuff. So. Uh, but now I'm wrapped up in that new Guardians of the Galaxy game that I got for Christmas. Mm. That is a ton of fun. I've, uh, I, I'm three chapters in. The story is starting to unfold. Um, really fun. You, you, you play as Star-Lord and you kind of like the, the rest of the Guardians are all AI. Like you can ask them to do stuff for you. They're kind of following you around. And they interact and everything. That's that's they're fully fleshed out characters, but it's it's really cool. I mean, and and because I got the deluxe edition, I apparently got extra skins for Star Lord. So one of the ones I got was his actual uh, comic accurate costume from the 2008 run when I first started oh. reading the Guardians. So I was really excited about that. I switched into that immediately. Um, I was really hoping you were going to say one of the skins was T'Challa. No, no. I hope so. I hope that's coming down the pike. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Um. But uh, I am noticing that the play style and the like, the controls and everything and the way it plays out reminds me a lot of Jedi Fallen Order. Hmm. Like you do a lot of the same stuff and it works kind of the same. But I noticed a really cool feature when when you're doing like a boss battle. So all five of you are fighting at once. Um, And if all of the other guardians get like knocked out, they've got this feature you can do called a group huddle. 
<laughs> so you jam the buttons and literally it comes together and like star lord has to give a pep talk like but you have to watch what they say and watch for their keywords and you have like three different choices on what your your pep talk needs to be just so it rallies properly and you get the extra bonuses like you can screw shit up in this game by star lord's reactions what he says what you choose to do so sounds a little bit that sounds a little bit like Valhalla when you're doing the yes yes like flating or whatever the fuck it is yes or when you're trying to bang his wife or whatever yeah there's so far I, I, there's been no wife banging in in guardians of the galaxy <laughs> just well it would be um gamora wouldn't it i mean not not yet from what i see um this doesn't directly follow mcu or the comics they're kind of their own thing it's kind of amalgamation of both and it seems like when you when you drop in with these guys it's right after gamora has joined the team Mm. because drax does nothing but talk shit about gamora like to her face (laughs) he refers to her as like the murderess and like the the betrayer and shit like like, it's, it's just a thing through the whole way um and really good if you if you get a chance obviously i'm talking to you corb since kev you don't have anything that'll play it go pick it up right now and if you go to the official website it's like on sale for like 35 percent off okay uh and that website is um guardians of the galaxy dot square dot dash enix dot games dot com yeah you're gonna have to send that to me or g-o-t-g game dot com is the short version that gets you there too I was just reading it off the show notes though from the direct link that I got. Um, so yeah, that that's uh that'll do it for me for gaming. Um I guess that means it's time for Kev's tabletop review. I'll fucking sting you, hero. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so my game is a game that I looked up for a very specific reason. And uh, it's called The Witcher Game. The Witcher Woo! Adventure Game. Uh, from 2014, Journey Across the World of The Witcher. Uh, completing quests and hunting monsters. So the way this reads, it says the Witcher adventure game takes uh, players on a journey across the world of the Witcher, a detailed world, rich in lore and characters, fleshed out by, now I looked this, I looked up the publisher or the uh, writer's name. I'm going to see if I can say it correctly. It's, um, hold on, hold on. I want to look it up again. It's Anjay Sapka, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. (laughs) Shit. I looked it up. <laughs> it's on it's like Andrzej Sapkov, Sapkov or something like that. He's he's a Polish writer. He's the one that wrote the original Witcher books, which then became the Witcher video game and now has become the Netflix series. So this board game uh more or less follows uh Geralt. Uh, through his adventures, hunting monsters, through the world of um, whatever the hell the world's called. 
um, you know, there's sorcerers and there's um, charms and diplomacy. And it's, it looks like a pretty fun game. It's just a, you know, it's a fun looking board game. Um, you have your character cards with their, each of their uh, different abilities on them and different board pieces that uh, either enhance or detract from your abilities throughout the game. So if you if you are a fan of The Witcher, um, or if you'd like to be, this could be a uh, nice supplement for, um, for those nights when you are without new episodes of The Witcher to watch or any more books to read. Or maybe you played through all the games. So you want one more. That's a lot. It's a lot of... If... It is. There's a lot of Witcher out there. Come to find out. Um, and this may or may not be a little bit of foreshadowing for a segment later on in the show. Um, but uh, so if you're interested in looking up the Witcher now, I have to I have to throw a little caveat in here. If you search for Witcher on BoardGameGeek.com, you're going to get quite a list. Oh. I had several games to choose from to review tonight. And I may just uh, try to um, review one or two others. Nice. But since I've already mentioned it, BoardGameGeek.com is a great place to go to find reviews, pictures of what the game uh, looks like, playthroughs, other um, uh, uh, playthroughs from uh, uh, players that have played the game, and uh, professional reviews from uh, board game enthusiasts that uh, run the site and other sites that, uh, that spin off of this. So The Witcher Adventure Game. Nice. Check it out, either online or at Play the Game, Read the Story. Play the Game, Read the Story. I bet you very much. I bet they would have it. I think they have they it don't there. Have I was it. in there. I was in there a couple weeks ago. I think before a couple weeks before Christmas. I think I saw something nice in there. So when Bryce and I walked in there for for something. So they're, they've been they've been keeping themselves pretty well stocked throughout this yeah. whole pandemic thing. I think they're pretty smart doing that too because yes. people are looking for things to do at, at home. Yep, I without agree. a doubt. All right. Awesome. Check out the game and uh, stick with us, guys. We're going to cut to break and we will come back and uh, continue the show. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. 
Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. So did you guys know that a cockroach can live nine days without its head before starving to death? Well, that's a random fact. I know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, before you die screaming on the couch as your sis slowly drains your soul out onto the living room floor, here's the news. First up. Oh, well, whatever. Never mind. A federal judge has dismissed the lawsuit of a 30-year-old man who alleged that the image of him nude is a four-month-old on the 1991 cover of Nirvana's Nevermind album is child pornography. Judge Fernando M. Alguin on Monday granted a motion to dismiss the suit from the defendants, but left the door open for the plaintiffs to refile an amended version. The lawsuit, filed in August, said that Eldon had suffered lifelong damages as the band and others profited from the ubiquitous image of him naked underwater appearing to swim after a dollar bill on a fish hook. The motion says the lawsuit is, quote, on its face, not serious, unquote, and Eldon's past conduct reflects that. Eldon has spent three decades profiting from his celebrity as the self-anointed Nirvana baby, the document says. He has reenacted the photograph in exchange for a fee many times. He has had the album title Nevermind tattooed across his chest. He has appeared on a talk show wearing a self-parodying nude-colored onesie. He has autographed copies of the album cover for sale on eBay, and he has used the connection to try to pick up women. The judge gave Eldon's attorney until January 27th to file an amended complaint that addresses the issues raised in the defendant's motion or the suit will be more definitively dismissed. I'm thinking it's time to let the very clear money grab die and get back out there on the small town con circuit with the rest of the has-beens and almost wears and bilk sad former grunge kids out of 25 bucks for an autograph from the kid that peaked at four months old. <laughs> Next up, why does the Dark Knight have to be so dark? Oh, <gasps> Michael Keaton walked away during the development of Batman Forever, which saw Joel Schumacher taking over directing duties from Tim Burton. Schumacher and Keaton clashed over the lighter, more campy tone of Batman Forever. Keaton did not want to give up on the darker feel of Burton's films, as the actor recently discussed at length on the In the the Envelope podcast. According to Keaton, he told Schumacher that he could no longer play Batman if the tone was moving away from the dark nature of Burton's movies. Schumacher allegedly told Keaton... I don't understand why everything has to be so dark and everything so sad. To which the actor responded, wait a minute. Do you know how this guy got to be Batman? Have you read? I mean, it's pretty simple. Keaton returns to the Batman role in The Flash in theaters November 4th and will continue to reprise the character in the Batgirl HBO Max original movie that's also set to debut in 2022. Fuck yeah, the real Batman's coming back. And finally closing the book on the original trilogy it's reported that one of the characters from the original star wars trilogy will be returning one more time using the de-aging tech that we're 
getting so used to see now or maybe not the unnamed star allegedly spent three days in london shooting a cameo for the final episode of the disney plus series the book of boba fett will it be like will it be like the season two finale of the mandalorian where mark hamill reprised his role and was de-aged a bit to to depict a much younger luke than we saw in the last trilogy is it someone in a costume it's unclear how the character will factor into the show it will be a will it be a cause for celebration or will favreau and filoni uh bathe in fanboys tears we'll find out in over a month and that's the news kids remember heat compress first then cold pack kev in other news in kentucky it is illegal to carry ice cream in your back pocket back to you corbs that is the strangest fact i think you've ever had why would you carry ice cream in your back pocket you wouldn't it's illegal right in Kentucky. <laughs> and on that note, did you know that Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb, was afraid of the dark? He saw a need. He took care of it. But that's serious. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> All right. Uh... So the movie that I am doing today, this was was kind of uh, hoping he would be here, but you know, I guess things happen for a reason. Thanks a lot, Hugh. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. So the movie I'm doing this week is Tremors. Are you saying that has something to do with Hugh? Well, have you seen the man shake before? So it's, it's Tremors, released in 19. 19- 90, directed by Ron Underwood. Trying to escape their dead-end life in the desert town of Perfection, Nevada, Valentine, Val McKee, and Earl Bassett find themselves sidetracked when corpses mysteriously start piling up around them. When Val and Earl have a run-in with some creepy tentacle creatures that have made lunch out of of a road crew, they retreat back to the town to spread the news. Although these monsters are not exactly inter intelligent, I have no idea what that word is. Intellectuals, I guess, maybe. Sir. Their mental their mental powers are still mind-boggling. <laughs> Detecting a human hiding in a car, they dig under the vehicle, causing it to sink into the earth. Bail and Earl get help from several townspeople. With the help of Rhonda, Vale, and Earl, kill one of the monsters, but there are three more of them left. And they're each about 30 feet long. Jesus Christ. Walter starts calling the, the monsters Graboids. But the survivors think they have outwitted the Graboids by taking refuge atop the roofs of the buildings. The Graboids merely, merely destroy the building's foundation, killing two people. The Graboids are quicker, are quick learners when it comes to stalking their prey. And the humans must continually be on their toes if they are to stay alive while trying to find a way to defeat the Graboids. This movie star, stars Kevin Bacon, which everybody knows, Fred Ward, Michael Gross, which is 
Alex P. Keaton, Family Ties' father. Yep. And Reba McIntyre. Reba. Reba. I really liked Reba. Gunshot Reba. Yep. Love redheads. Mm. So uh, it's it's a decent movie. I mean, it's it's you know not the greatest movie in the world. It has spawned like seventeen hundred sequels. I, I like the coming. movie. I couldn't stand any of the sequels, and I couldn't stand the friggin' series they had. They had a they had a television show. Or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Oh. The first yeah the first movie isn't bad, but yeah the sequels they're they were horrible, and they got worse and worse and worse. So, but yeah, the first one wasn't too bad. I, I, I kind of liked it. Um, it's not a movie that I watch when it's on, but if I see it on or whatever, I'll turn it on for a little bit. So there's some pretty good comedy in it, you know, stuff like that. Kevin Bacon's good in it. It's Kevin Bacon before he became, you know, Hollow Man and all that stuff. And so, but, you know, it's probably a two out of five star movie for me. I'm not, yeah. not going to go out of my way to, to watch it. But uh, so, I don't know. Well, I, I thought it was funny. Um, I know I couldn't find Ebert's review of it. I know it said somewhere that it, the, he gave it a three and a half out of five stars. So he actually liked it. I'm surprised. Now, I did find a review from um, Vincent Canby of the New York Times back in 1990. And uh, didn't. It doesn't seem to. Here, here goes. It's, it's it's pretty short as opposed to the very verbose ones that we've had lately. So, he says, <clears throat> "Tremors is a jokey attempt to recreate the pleasures of those post World War II B pictures about commonplace creatures such as ants, worms, flies, whatever, that through some horrible mistake, usually related to radiation, become voracious giants." Because the creatures in Tremors seem never to have been other than what they are, it is not easy to accept them as metaphors for anything except fire hoses running amok, which they sometimes resemble. At other times, they look like landlocked seals. In Tremors, which is set in the California desert, the creatures live underground and can swallow up people, houses, automobiles, while burrowing along at top speed. How could they bury an entire station wagon, one character says to another? Says his pal, who is somewhat more philosophical, why would they do it? That question is never answered. Tremors wants to be funny, but it spends too much time winking at the audience. More than anything else, it looks like the sort of movie that might have been put together so that tourists visiting Universal Studios could see a movie being made. In fact, through most of Tremors, was shot not in the studio, but in the desert. The cast is headed by Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward as two beer-guzzling drifters who, for the moment, are making their living as handymen in the tiny desert town of Perfection, where the dread events take place. S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock wrote the original screenplay, which was directed by Ron Underwood. The special, the special effects are quite silly, maybe on purpose. If you have any hankering to see this sort of thing done with wit and real humor, run, don't walk, to the video store and rent Alligator from 1981, written by John Sales and directed by Louis Teague. It's a classic of its kind. I don't think anybody really got what this movie was about. They were, they were gigantic earthworms that were mutated, and they could sense movement on the surface. So that's how they stalked their prey. That's how they found their prey. But did they? But did they ever mention that in the original movie that they were mutated? No, no, but I mean, if you think about what would, you know, travel through subterranean right. 
you know, you know, solid ground. Right, right. An earthworm is about the only thing you can think of. These are, you know, much larger and, and right. they had the, the tentacle things out of the front of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's a mutated worm, you're going to have those little tentacles and. That's, I mean, that's how I always, one does. Yeah, that's how I always thought about it, and they and they and they, you know, hollowed out underneath stuff to to get their prey down to their level. That's all. I mean, that's very simplistic. Look at it. I guess. I guess I'm the only one that thinks that like that. I mean, it's apparently no alligator. But... I've heard of that movie before too. Yeah. Alligator. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. I took I an alligator over a crab with anything. I I did consider briefly looking up a review of alligator to tack that on along with this one since that guy brought it up, but I didn't do it. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, so like you said, there's been what, like seven sequels to that movie now? And they they each yeah. get increasingly worse. So well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, it was a grade B movie, and, and you know, the, the sequels just have to be sequentially worse. And most right. of them were, I, or maybe all of them, were, like, direct-to-video, right? Like, the the original got a theatrical release, and everything else is... Direct-to-video, I Basically, believe, yeah, yeah sci- sci-fi channel exclusive, basically. So, all right. So, did, did you know... That the aver- in the average lifetime of an American, you're going to get 31 prank phone calls. Those are rookie numbers, man. You got to bump those up. I got 31 prank phone calls last year. Hello? That's my mom. Oh. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. I'll be talking about her later. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I think on that note, we're going to throw it to commercial we'll come back and wrap this show up what do you guys say sounds good all right stick with us guys the fourth annual sci-fi horror fest is coming with an all-new location new guests and all the same fun charm and camaraderie that you've come to know and love sci-fi horror fest has a new home for 2022 with the vernon downs casino and hotel in vernon new york sci-fi horror fest will be held on august 26th and 27th Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
in England, in, 18, in the 1880s, pants, pants was considered a dirty word. Okay. Wow. Pants is a dirty word. All right. I got a lot to say about this next topic, so go right ahead. Um, guys, what you watching? Let's do it. All right. As if it needs to be said. The Book of Boba Fett. Yep. Um, two talk episodes about, are out, but we're gonna talk about not everybody's one. caught up. We're talking episode one right now. Yep. Uh, Kev, I want you to take it away, buddy. So my takeaway from this is this is Fabro. Well, probably Fabro's idea, but probably, but most probably, or more likely, Fabro and Filoni and his group of you know producers, directors, whoever he he gets with together with. It was their you know roundtable conversation about let's definitively say exactly what happened to Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi. All the theories that everyone has had since then just got put to rest. Yes. There's no more, oh, he hit his backpack and, you know, flew out. There's, you know, he didn't really go down in there. Oh, he did die and it's somebody else. None of that. Whether you like how it turned out or not doesn't make any difference. Right. Because the questions have been answered. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. And the ones that aren't are getting pretty loud about how much they didn't like episode one. And for all that, all I have to say is F you, because guess what? Fabro and Filoni are smarter than you are. And you know it. Um, my, my complaint with the, the first episode wasn't anything to do with what happened in the Sarlacc pet. Mine was just that it's, it was slow going. Yeah, and I and I understand well. we we've got world building to do. We got a lot of lot of questions <laughs> to answer, but very slow going. Yeah, but yep. good. It was a very good episode. It's it's a really cool direction they're taking it in. Yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. having fun yeah. with yeah. it. My 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 only complaint was there didn't seem to be a lot of talking at the start. Like, I mean, I get the fact that it's Boba Fett. He doesn't do much talking in general, anyways. But they're just. Didn't seem to be like it wasn't really much talking. It was kind of just basically when you were seeing him going through type of thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem with the Sarlacc pit, you know. That that didn't bother me any at all. Him getting out of there, I, you know, you, you assume that he dies, but obviously, right, yeah. it wasn't. And you know, they don't really say how long he was in there either. I mean, obviously, it probably wasn't very long. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, it's long enough for, you know, everybody else to have left and the burning hulk of the, the primary um, skiff there to, to be, be left. salvaged. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, they had, hadn't been salvaged yet. It was just a hulk on the desert. Right. Before the Jawas came along. Oh, that's true. Because we see the Jawas come along. Right. right. Yes. They come along and they steal his, all of his armor. Right. Yeah. And leave him in his white union suit. But there's a couple of questions left unanswered. Number one, where the fuck did the stormtrooper come from? Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, you know, his, so the Sarlacc's, Sarlacc's, you know, intestinal tract is acidic. 
So it's an acidic atmosphere. So the air is acidic. Everything you touch is acidic. I get the fact that the Baskar wasn't damaged, but his cloth should have been melted away. Yeah. At least partially. I mean, we saw the, the, now we know that the the stormtrooper's armor is, you know, it's bordering on plastic. It's not really metal. Even in that, even in that universe, it's not really a metallic substance. It's some sort of a, you know, um, poly, you know, blend of something, you know, more, more, more as an environmental suit and less of a, a protection against, you know, blasters right. and things like that. Yeah, because as we've seen, it doesn't hold up to blaster fire anyway. So. Right, right. And, and it, you know, it's just for that uniform look anyway. So this, he's obviously been there much longer than Boba Fett. And it was just starting to wear through. So is that what they're kind of playing on to keep you from thinking, well, why wasn't he a little bit more burnt or damaged? But you said something to me, Paul, that got me thinking. What was it you said about the back to tank? You asked me. You you said something about. I'll remind you. You said yes, something please. about. Well, maybe maybe his time in maybe Boba Fett's time in the Sarlacc intestinal tract okay. is actually why he is winded so quickly or so so injured, damaged, whatever. And that's why he has to spend time in this back to tank and then get back to it after this, you know, this street fight. Right. Yeah. Because he does seem to spend an inordinate amount of time in that back to tank. It's almost like when he goes to sleep, like that's, that's his sleeping quarters. Like, um, so yeah, we, we don't know the extent of the damage in there. So like, like you're saying, it could be lung damage. Could be. This also, because he is a clone, could also be a result of the clone body breaking down. Yep. yep. Uh, we don't know. And, and we've got six more episodes to find out. Well, and this is the first that he would have had access to a back to tank. I highly doubt he had one on Slave One. He might have. Right. But, you know. Uh, there, we're, we're not calling it the Slave One anymore. I don't give a fuck. It's Slave One. I agree. Um, so. Let's just say he didn't have one on Slave One, or if he did, he was using it there. But his time in the desert, you know, this is his first opportunity to kind of chill out, you know, and mm-hmm. just relax. You know, is, is it is it his first opportunity to use a back to tank? And maybe he's just taking advantage of it. Yeah, could be. It could be. And it does give us an opportunity to get the flashback sequences to see what's been going on, where he's been what shit he's been through yeah um and that's another reason corbs i think um that we didn't get a lot of dialogue is because most of the episode he's with a tribe of tuscan raiders that don't communicate by speaking (laughs) right just grunting and whatnot yes um and but apparently as we're going to see because we saw it (laughs) at the end of mando they're going to communicate via sign language we remember that, right? When Mando was in the end of season two, when when we met up with the Tuscan Raiders, the beginning of season two. It's a combination. The mm-hmm. sounds, the sounds, and the hand movements, um, because they don't have a wide a, a wide range of sounds that they make. So the sounds combined with the hand movements create the language. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
there's actually some folks, <laughs> there's actually some folks that have figured this out and they, they do a pretty good job of it. And there's a couple of YouTube videos. We should probably um, try to find those and link to them. But there's, it's, it's quite the thing to, to see someone communicate in uh, Tuscan. Really? Hold on, let me jot that down. I mean, if you think about it, there isn't really a lot of things that, you know, they have to say to each other. Right. And you can't even go off of like <laughs> facial cues or anything either because fully. No, helmet. no, but there's a head, there's head movements, there's yes. side movements, hand movements. And then like, like I said, the sounds. So. <clears throat> uh, I think it's off to a good start. I think so. Thank um, you. Pretty cool to see uh, our old Cantina band back. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, did you guys catch who the the Twilic was in the bar? The the lady Beals. in charge, Je- Jennifer, Jennifer Beals. Yeah, Beals. The, the baby. It's, I was shocked. It's she looks so much different. Aside yeah. from that head things. Well, yeah, yeah the, the Twilight, the Twilight, uh, the twin. You know, whatever you call them, there. Make anybody, yeah, make anybody look different. Yes. Um, that was a really cool sequence too about the the tributes, mm-hmm. and uh, basically we, we see that the mayor is not going to play nice from the sounds of it. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't understand. I guess we're going to find out, but I don't understand how Boba Fett intends to provide for these people that are paying him tribute. The whole idea behind Jabba was that he had quite the band of, you know, yeah, yeah he had a criminal organization, yeah, behind him to, right. you know, to to be to be his enforcers. Boba doesn't have that. No, he's got an empty palace right now. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but on the same token, it's also Boba Fett. I mean, everybody feared Boba Fett as a bounty hunter, so maybe he's hoping that he, he can play on that fear. Yeah, but he yeah, says maybe. that he doesn't want to rule through fear. He wants to rule right. through respect. Right, but I think on the same token, yeah, you know, the, it's the fear that he will earn him that respect. People will respect the fact that it's Boba Fett, and he basically basically can, you know, fuck fuck you up because it is Boba Fett, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe that may be where the, he's hoping it'll go. He doesn't want to rule by fear. He doesn't want people to fear him. Right. To respect him. But he'll use his fear of people to earn his, their respect. Yeah, maybe. Potentially. Yeah, he, he might not be far from, might not be far from the, the truth there. Yeah. So Definitely Fennec Shan feels that he's going down the wrong path. Yeah. She's not, afraid, she's not afraid to tell him that. Right. Uh, definitely a cool character. I, I'm hoping we get to flesh her out quite a bit. And I'm assuming oh, I'd like to flesh her out. Well, there's yes, 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 yes. <laughs> mm. She has a nice helmet. Yes. Is it a dark helmet? Mm. Did you guys notice that in the opening? Now the 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 Star Wars opening, kind of like you know how they've they've done their own version of like the the Marvel mm-hmm. splash. Mm-hmm. Did you notice they added on Fett's helmet and uh, Shan's helmet at the end of it mm-hmm. when they flashed mm-hmm. through all of them? Uh-huh. Thought that was pretty cool. As well, they should. Yes, agreed. Um, 
All right. Anything else to add on Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, I I just I think I'd like to get it out there that I never really gave a shit about Boba Fett. Yes, we've had this discussion quite a bit. I didn't because I mean I understand the part he played, but you know, because I was not obviously not Empire. There's a lot of people I know that are definitely pro Empire. They love the Empire, they love this whole stormtrooper, they love that whole that whole look and feel. But having been a member of the armed forces, I can tell you it looks much better from the outside. <laughs> um, the um, I was, you know, I was pro Luke and Han and Leia. So you know, Boba Fett, you know, took Han and 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 gave him to Jabba. So in my book, Boba Fett needed to have his cut off, his head cut off, just like his father. Right. And hopefully that'll happen someday. Yeah, but but the thing is, now they're trying to make him more of a more of a, a heroic character. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're playing into the fan service. They're playing into the whole the whole fan thing because there are a lot of people out there that give a shit about Boba Fett and have for a very long time. And really, I mean, if you think about the original trilogy, it's all off of that unique look because mm-hmm. he really didn't do shit in those two movies that he was in. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I, I'm one of those kids. Like I was enamored by the, the cool ass action figure and I became a huge Boba Fett fan. And then later on into adulthood, when they start releasing all the novels and you get the fleshed out story, mm-hmm. makes him even cooler. But his canon storyline consisted of what we saw. Yeah. Basically him picking up Han and being a courier boy and then getting smacked in the pack and sent into the the creepy worm. Right. Yeah. right. So so we know now that can as, as far as canon is concerned, his father definitely had something to do with he his father was a foundling right yes that's what we from mando season two that's what we get well right but it goes before that into the in the books as i understand it he was a foundling that actually had a part in a civil war previous to one of the it might have been the original civil war on mandalore okay he was actually a leader his father was actually a leader Django. So became Django Fett became a leader in in the, as a Mandalorian. So he was actually Django Fett was a Mandalorian. Okay. So that much I believe is canon. Um, Boba never took the oath, never right professed to be, never did anything that we know of, and Filoni never played into that either. He showed Boba growing up in the seedy underbelly of the galaxy, you know, as a as a kid, that, yeah, a kid that ran with bounty hunters and you know pirates and whatever. Um, so there was never any play to Boba being a Mandalorian. Yes, he has Mandalorian armor. Yes, according to the chain code in the armor. He owns it, but because his father owned it, not because yes. he's Mandalorian. So, so there's some there's some backstory there that happened, and I honestly believe that the backstory happened specifically because of the the desire for more, you know, more Boba Fett. Got to have more Boba Fett. Yeah, because he had a big part in Clone Wars, right? When he was a kid, wouldn't call it a big part. He definitely he was definitely a part 
But didn't, didn't they, cl- in the Clone Wars, wasn't his father the clone that they used? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So his father yeah. had a big part. His father had a big part. His father yeah. was basically the stormtrooper. Yes. Yeah, and and then all through the all through the animated series, it's it's Django's image that you see on the clones. So oh yeah, yeah. Tomorrow Morrison, Morrison, whatever you know, however you pronounce his name, you know, benefited by that. He's benefited benefited by that for years. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! No, that's an episode two. I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys about something, but it's not. You guys haven't watched it yet. Oh no. So I will tomorrow. Okay. I'm sure we'll talk about it at work tomorrow then. Yeah. F you, Ezekiel. <laughs> um, all right. So, Kev, you, uh, you mentioned another show that you're, you started watching. I started watching for the second time. The wife and I started watching it quite a while ago. Could not get into it because I just I didn't know the story, didn't know anything about it didn't didn't really i mean okay it's henry cavill it's fantasy i figured i'd like it neither one of us could get into it and we're talking about the witcher um we kathy and i started watching it again here a couple nights ago watched two episodes the, the, the two episodes we originally watched now we went into it with a different mindset and we've been watching a lot of these shows with um with subtitles turned on and I honestly believe that being able to read some of the things that we're saying and not having it just kind of blow past us okay. helped us rationalize the story, understand, you know, dig into the story, get be into it a little bit better. Um, so like the first two episodes, continued watching, we're through the second two episodes. I don't know if you guys watched The Witcher at all. I haven't yet. That That's also one that's on my list. So after, is it after Supernatural? Um, no, it's probably going to be before Supernatural, but probably after Heels. By the way, Heels come back for a second season. I'll just tell you one thing about it that you're going to pick up on, and it took us until probably episode three, maybe even episode four, but they play with timelines, and really? you're not going to figure it out until episode three or four. Nice. And when you realize, you'd be like, okay, I got to pause here. I got to think about what I'm watching. I got to think about what I'm seeing. And then, and then you'll start to understand that you're seeing some stuff happening in the past and you're seeing stuff happen in the, you know, in the present. And then you'll, you'll, you'll get it. And they don't denote it at all in the show. It just kind of happens. You got to figure it out. Interesting. Which isn't, which isn't bad. No. It, did, it definitely didn't take away from it, you know, because the things you saw doesn't really matter when they happen, to be completely honest, until you get to a certain point. Then you might want to start paying attention to what some of the characters say so that you start to realize where the gaps are, when okay. this happened, when, when the next thing happened, et cetera. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind. But it's fine doesn't detract from it you know not at all it's uh it's actually it actually starts to make sense when you see you'll if you watch it you'll see what i mean okay. yeah, Very my, cool. my, my brother's watched it he keeps telling me to watch it so uh, i guess i maybe might have to take a look at it 
Again, will that be before or after you get into a supernatural? Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't. I, say, I, I keep. I keep. We keep making fun of it, but. To be honest with you, I don't know if I can. The show is the the show is what an hour long. Yeah. Or and it's like fifteen minutes. fucking seasons. Yeah, exactly. It's daunting. That there's a lot there. Right to what to watch that to watch that season to watch Supernatural. Now I know Hugh watched it. He loved it, and that's that's all well and good. To watch fifteen seasons, that's like a summer for me. And I mean, that's you. And that's if you go hard. Yeah. Right. That's a, that, that, that's if I sit and watch it. I mean, yeah, I've been binge watched a few things, but I mean, I started watching Vikings and I stopped watching it. There's there's just not enough time in the day. I did the same thing. I got like three seasons into Vikings and yeah. then I stopped again. And yeah. Same thing with the game. Same thing with Game of Thrones. I think I'm like three and a half seasons into Game of Thrones. I was watching. I I liked it. I liked the Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. It's a, I think it's a great show. I, I can understand why people you know, we're gaga about it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic show, but there's just not enough time in a day Agreed. to do all this stuff. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. You know, Game of, yeah. Game of Thrones hits a wall. That's what I heard too. Yep. You have to, you have to, you have to muscle through it and it's worth it. Right. And, and I can see, I can see where that, where that is, where you, you know, like I said, I got about three, three and a half seasons or three and a, three quarters of a season through it. And I, it, it wasn't that I didn't want to keep watching it. I, want to get, fact, I keep telling myself, I got to figure out where I stop so I can start watching it again and stuff. But it's just, there's just not enough time in the day with all the shows that I, I, I watch coming forward, you know, going taping Yellowstone, Magnum PI, SWAT, all these TV shows that I tape and watch that it's just difficult to fit something else in like that and mm-hmm. to fit something in that's 15 seasons long, that is, it's an undertaking. Yeah. So it's not that I don't want to watch the show because I want to watch it because, I mean, he, he raves about it. So I, I'm assuming it's a decent show. I'm assuming it's a good show. That's what I hear. Again, I, I think I watched the first episode when it originally aired. Right. And Kristen was like, not happening. Like, that's I'm not watching this show. And so then I was like, well, I don't want to sit and watch it by myself. Now I don't give a fuck. I'll watch a show by myself. I don't care. Right. <laughs> but back I, then. I watched a few episodes of Supernatural. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. I liked the first episode when I originally saw it, but it wasn't enough to compel me to keep going with it. Right. Yeah. So. Hugh's going to hate this episode. Just saying. Uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't go back and watch old episodes. That's true. No, that's me. No, him or either. He, he's admitted that as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hey, did you know that bats only turn left out of their caves? Why? Wow. I don't know. But They're NASCAR you... drivers. <laughs> four lefts make a right. Right. I say four lefts make a circle. This is true. But yeah. Bats only turn left out of their caves. So if you're ever at a cave, stand on the right-hand side to be all set. <laughs> Um, do uh, do we have anything else, or are we? I, mean, up? I, I just let you, I'll let you guys know. I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about it off mic, but Yellowstone ended this weekend, yes, last weekend. So, satisfying I mean, ending. Oh, it was satisfying. It, the, yes. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, the, the season was a little slow to start. Ah, uh, the first episode, fantastic. Then you had kind of had everybody's kind of their own little story arcs, 
Mm -hmm. building a little more character stuff like that um introducing a few new characters into the show and stuff like that um so it it seemed to drag a little bit in spots but i mean it's fantastic Uh, it hasn't been renewed yet for a fifth season although i know it will will be yeah um they're, they're saying it's just a matter of time. It's not like they even, they said it's not like that they're not going to. It will be. It's just a matter of when Paramount gets around to, to doing it. Deciding I mean, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, the, I, the whole season, I, again, you know, you guys know, Paul, especially you know how much I love the Sons of Anarchy. This show is a close second. Nice. For me. That's that's how much I do. So I, I have to watch it on Sunday nights. I DVR it, but I have to watch it on Sunday nights. And <laughs> Still watching talk. it live. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't talk to anybody when it's on. Like I get I get mad. Like if my mom calls me in the middle of the show and I gotta push pause or whatever. I'm like, stop. Come on. I'm like, I'm I walk out, I'm watching Yellowstone. It's like <laughs> the same way when I was watching the Suns. Like the Suns, I had to watch it that night. If I remember I correctly, to- you actually used to turn your phone off. When you were watching Sons, yeah, yeah, I put my I would put my phone on mute. <laughs> I would put my phone on mute so that nobody would bother me during during Sons, and then I would, and then I would talk to my brother the next morning about it. Do the recap, yeah. do the recap the next morning with my brother. So, yeah, I'm gonna, another show I'm waiting for to come back is the Mayans. Nice, can't wait for that show to come back too. So, but, yeah. yeah, so that that's it for me. I mean. Again, I watch other shows and stuff like that, but nothing that... Not like that. Not like yeah. that. Not, nothing that I have to watch. Like, I got shows that are on my DVR that I got to watch from the weekend. I mean, I still watch uh, NCIS Los Angeles. My mom and I both enjoy that show. We watch that. That's one show we watch together. Nice. So, but then I watch, like, I watch SWAT. I watch Magnum P.I. So I like Jay Hernandez and that. He's pretty good as, as, Tom, as, as Thomas Magnum. I mean, he's not Thomas Selleck, don't get me wrong. Tom Selleck is Magnum P.I. was was fantastic but this is uh, people bag on it because it's it's not the, the original it's not tom Selleck and stuff like that but i i like it i i, I like it so you know yeah but then do. people would bag on it if they tried to make it like the original too right so right you know and i mean but he's he's still he's still a detroit tigers fan he still wears a detroit tigers hat like tom Selleck did um still drives the ferrari those things are, are still the same um well, it's a different remember. Ferrari. What's that? It's a different Ferrari. Well, it's not the same Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> right? They could have used a 308. This is also true. It's true. I mean, they so, could have. Have you remember the original show? And I don't remember the original. It was, was Tom, was he a, ve- a veteran? Yeah, Vietnam it, did, he, did he end up in a POW camp? I don't believe so. Um the whole thing was that Thomas Magnum, um, Theater Calvin, and Rick were all members of the same um, unit, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a unit. It was a Marine Corps, uh, Marine Corps uh, Special Forces unit. Or if it wasn't a Special Forces unit, they were they were a Special Operator unit. It wasn't wasn't really. I mean, the Marine Corps. You know, they had the Long Range Reconnaissance Patrol, but really. Marine Corps were just badass Marine Marines is really what it right. was. Um, but the idea was that they were together, worked together, you know, in, in together somehow. That's how they know each other. And that's how they work together. That's where their bond comes from. Okay. Um, and the whole point behind the first, you know, the, the original was that 
Thomas Magnum had saved the life of Robin Masters at some point. For some reason, whatever it was, he was over there. Something happened. Magnum ended up there, right. saved his life, got him out of harm's way. And Robin Masters told him, you know, I need you. I need you to be my security man. And right. here's, what, here's what you got to do. If you can do this, you can live there, you know, use my stuff and, you know, just, you know, shore up my security and um, have a good life. That's yeah. basically what it all what it boils down to. So it's kind of the it's kind of the same thing with this one. Tom Thomas J. Hernandez is, is the security guard for the security expert for the for Robin Masters estate. But he and him T C and Rick all were in a POW camp. Oh, so and that's that's how I mean they they were friends before that. They all got captured and whatnot. So that's where that that's where their bond got. You know, they all survived. I think it was like 18 months or something like that. They were POWs. Wow. So it's, it's a, like I said, I like the show. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's why I was, I, I couldn't remember the original if he was a, a POW. So that's where, that's where they started. I mean, he was, they were captured POW. And then he is a private investigator on the island. He works for, Robin Masters. Robin Masters wrote is writing is was writing books based on his character, Thomas Mack. Oh, okay. That's and that's how he so he stays at the he stays at his estate in oh. Hawaii for it. So nice. a little, little different twist on it. I think. Yeah. So but still I, I still again I like the show. A uh, couple different twists. Uh Higgins is a female in this one, not a male and stuff. So but like I said, it's a, it's a great I like it. It's a good show. <laughs> So, do they get along better? To, uh, oh, Magnum and Higgins. Oh, <laughs> a whole lot better. Apparently. Interesting. Lot better. <laughs> so, all right. Well, if there's nothing else, I think it's a good time to drop some wisdom nuggets here. Well, drop your nuggets. Okay. I told my shrink that everyone hates me. She said I was being ridiculous. Everyone hasn't met me yet. Good night, everybody, and <laughs> mega me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're not cutting out. We're just going to go right into it. Yep. Oh, all right. Because sometimes you just cut it right out. I don't know. Yeah, but it seems like now we're going to cut this part out. Um, But it seems like we have enough time because we don't have Hugh here. Why would you do that? Why would you cut this part out? Because sometimes you got to leave some of this shit in, you know? It's so good. Or it gets put on the end of the show as a fucking stinger.